0: it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Have we heard one word from Robert Hur? I put up a thing on my Twitter feed this weekend. Had a little fun with the, the meme making. We've not heard one word from the other special counsel. It's like the media is not interested. We're not talking about it. Nothing's been leaked from his investigation. If it's even ongoing, we don't even know the status. Of what is going on with the her investigation we don't know that's unbelievable we've known about every detail of investigations into donald trump since they began whether it be by public announcement or by leaks to the media now they want cameras in the courtroom i'm going to tell you this right now how many of you remember i get my full cup of coffee here how many of you remember me saying on this program that body cameras body cameras for police officers will go away The minute footage becomes inconvenient to the left-wing activists that demanded them in the first place, a trial of Donald Trump is not going to play out like the January 6th committee hearing with the stage production and the one-sidedness. Now, nobody's been able to explain this. Donald Trump is not actually charged with any of the violence on January 6th. Jack Smith writes about it extensively in the indictment, but does not charge Trump with any crime related to it. So is that just an emotional ploy to the jury to find him guilty of something, anything? Because Donald Trump offends these people, this city, so greatly. Be careful what you wish for. We're also watching the the left openly. And I don't use, I don't like to say the left because that's too broad for the most part. But really there is a general sense that the First Amendment is now a danger. They're saying, well, the First Amendment doesn't mean you can lie. Let me tell you something. If we prosecuted people for lying, there'd be people in D.C. on death row. Don't give me this crap that now all of a sudden what you claim is a lie told by a political figure is now a greater is now greater than the protection in the Constitution itself. See, it's almost as if the trial of Donald Trump at this point, whether it be in Florida or in DC, is a stand-in for what could not have been achieved in 2016 through the Electoral College or the two impeachments. You heard us play the clip last week. The apparatus must be put in place to prevent his re-election. If Bidenomics is working so well, if everything is going the way the Democrats say it's going, then what risk is it? Now, I read another theory this weekend that Democrats are quietly goading on Trump to be the nominee because they think he's so easily beaten. So there's a little bit of double think there in what I just said. But if Donald Trump is so easily beaten, then they should beat him at the ballot box. Well, nobody's above the law, Andrew. Well, you sure as hell treating the Bidens like they're above the law. Hell, you're treating millions of illegal immigrants like they're above the law. What do you mean nobody's above the law? Lots of people seem to be above the law. One of the charges, the first charge laid out by Jack Smith, if actually applied, would have landed James Comey in jail. James Comey, Andrew McKay, Peter Strzok, and Lisa Page would all be in jail. They committed a fraud on the most secretive court in the land, the FISA court. They knowingly, knowingly used false information. They abused the trust that the court had in what they were submitting. A completely set of false allegations against the president, or I'm sorry, the candidate to justify beginning a wiretapping campaign against his campaign. We know the Steele dossier is fake. Paul Sperry reported last week that's even worse than that. They actually used a Washington Post article that was retracted to continue surveilling Carter Page. So it wasn't just once, it was each and every time. They swore out warrants. Read your Constitution oath and affirmation. The director of the FBI, the deputy director of the FBI, the head of the counterintelligence division and general counsel all lied in oath and affirmation to swear out those warrants. That is a fraud on the FISA court. If you read 18 U.S.C. 371, it says the government of the United States or any agency thereof Andrew, you're not a lawyer. So what? I get it right here on this channel. Mark Levin was the chief of staff of the attorney general. I believe he was 21 or 22 years old. Great legal mind, obviously. I'm giving you the everyman perspective. You could open this indictment, you could read it yourself, you could read the relevant statutes that Trump is charged under and go, What the hell are you talking about? 18 USC 241. My God, really? Depriving people of their rights? How is Donald Trump depriving people of their rights? That statue was put in place to protect the vote of freed slaves. By questioning the outcome of the election, we watched Democrats question the outcome of the election in 2000, 2004, and 2016. They spent four years telling the public. That the president was illegitimate and therefore not to be treated as a president. They actually made the claim that he wasn't actually part of the government. They're the government. The government belongs to them. And for that, the country belongs to them. And for that, you belong to them. I don't know if you're following the story of this lab, this Chinese bioweapons lab that was found in California right under the nose of Gavin Newsom. The calls coming from inside the house. I love the headline from USA Today. Fairly shocking. Secret medical lab in California stored bioengineered mice laden with COVID. It's not shocking. It's not shocking at all. Just like it's not shocking that millions of people are crossing the border illegally. When your government says that the number one threat to life as we know it, the society as we know it, is domestic white supremacist terrorism, they might as well just say, look, <laughs> we're, 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 we've taken our eye off the ball. We're not, we're not really paying attention to anything here. You know, we, we've got an agenda. A nation with the level of taxation and apparatus and technology like the United States should not have borders that are so easily crossed. Chinese balloons flying overhead, people crossing the border. The Chinese are buying up lands around military bases. It's all happening right, right, right in front of us. And our government will still tell us that the number one threat to society as we know it is domestic white supremacist terrorism. And if you doubt that, well, you don't know how severe it is, Andrew. Outside of some people who are very, very, very paranoid, I want to talk to someone who wakes up in the morning, who wakes up in the morning in fear of domestic white supremacist terrorism. It's like they're telling you they're just not going to, they're they're not going to, people cr- cr- coming across the border, China making its moves, building biolabs inside the United States, and you're getting this hyperventilating from the media. I, do you, Cube cut three. Ron Klain, who is, uh, he is the sludge of the swamp, if there ever was any. Remember Mr. Ebola, just, just Ebola went away because Ron Klain said so? Ron Klein and Potato Chips. He went on the Potato Chips show. Which I, I still think to this day is a very unfortunate inside with Jen Psaki. Doesn't sound like a show about politics. Inside with Jen Psaki, Inside the bellway. Inside the Capitol. Inside the newsroom. Just inside. Pa- pa- pardon me if I make jokes about it. But she literally, listen to this. She literally makes it sound like on January 6th, the government of the United States could have fallen. Cut three. Now, when you were reading this, because I haven't had a chance to ask you or talk to you about this, you were the incoming chief of staff when this all happened. Um, You were preparing to leave during COVID, during a really hard time in our country. What did you think when you read this? I thought how close it came to succeeding. The indictment is a damning uh, indictment of what Donald Trump tried to do to keep the American people from having their will in the election. I tried to overturn the result of the election. I tried to interfere and obstruct with the lawful process and the orderly transfer of power. I think it's hard to read it and not think how close it came to all working. And that, I think, is the scariest thing of all of all this. Does he really believe the government of the United States was going to fall? Does he really believe? He doesn't believe this. The idea that if states are in turmoil, that there should be no check on the results of a state that may have had widespread election fraud or corruption within the system. Again, it's not an, there's no such thing as the independent state legal theory. There's no such thing as the independent state legal theory. Article 1, Section 4, Article 2, Section 1, both make clear That the states run their elections and article 2 section 1 places the sole authority in determining election laws in the hands of the legislature not the executive not the judicial branch of the state each state under article 4 section 4 is guaranteed a republican form of government that means a legislative branch an executive branch and a judicial branch and under the state constitutions Each separate branch has its enumerated authority. I'm not making stuff up. This is 100% correct. It's perfectly executed political analysis. I have not not strayed one bit. Regardless of the Supreme Court intervening, if a state changed its election laws illegally, that means its results were determined in an illegal fashion. To say that there should be no check and balance on that during perhaps the certification, is ridiculous. The only thing the Democrats are upset about is, why didn't we think of this? We watched in 2017. As Democrats, full knowledge, full well-knowing, they did not have a senator to concur, sought to obstruct the count of the electoral votes to certify Donald Trump's win. They knew what they were doing. They are obstructing the process. Nobody was charged with anything. They weren't even mildly upset in Washington, D.C. Again, they decided Donald Trump was unapproved of, therefore was not to be treated equally or fairly. But what's succeeding? I would like to ask, Mr. Klein, does he approve of states changing election law midstream during the election in courtrooms, not in legislative bodies to affect the outcome? Because these people would lose their ever-loving minds. If red states started changing their election law, Now, see, now, their argument would be that those changes would not add to people voting. It would subtract. Well, again, you want to talk 18 U.S.C. 241. If person A casts a ballot in a legal manner, Whether they show up on election day, present themselves, sign the signature book, cast a ballot, or they lawfully request an absentee ballot and person B shows up to vote, is not registered, is not from the district, maybe arrive that day and cast their ballot after the deadline, that's an illegal ballot according to that state's law. That means the illegal ballot canceled out the legal ballot. So whose rights are being infringed on then, sir, I ask? What they're saying is, we've decided it doesn't matter what you want. We don't approve of Donald Trump, and you can't elect him. And if it's one thing I would request of Republicans, stop using the word democracy. We're not a democracy. Oh, I didn't send you that one clip. Oh, boy, did I? No, I didn't. Our friend Doug Collins, uh, put up, someone put up an old clip of Doug Collins on MSNBC with Al Sharpton. He goes, what do you mean? This is not a democracy. And Collins is like, well, read your Constitution. It's a republic. I would love to play a simple a simple game. Find the word democracy in the Constitution.